0: It's Jared the GM on ESPN 1025 The Game. He's the GM, Floyd Reese. GM, how are you? I am outstanding. Good. Why are you so outstanding? I, it's a
1: beautiful day. Warmed up a little bit, so I'm doing good.
0: That's why you're outstanding? Yeah. Is the weather all that it takes for you to be outstanding? Your football I, p- team, Floyd much, Reese, is 4-5. You should not be outstanding. If you were living in that facility right now, would you be outstanding? No.
1: That's why I'm outstanding. I'm not living in that facility.
0: What would you be? <laughs> if I asked you how you were doing at four and five and you lived in that facility, what would you tell
1: oh, me? Oh, I'd probably ignore you. <laughs> just keep going to work. I mean, that's...
0: not. A, hey, Floyd, how I, you doing?
1: Yeah. Great. Super. You know, just... <laughs>
0: Pat Shermer used to call into the afternoon show on uh, WFAN in New York, and like, they were like 0 3 or something. He calls it. He's like, Oh, the coach of the Giants. Pat Shermer joins us now on the show. Hey, coach, how are you? I'm good. Mike, how are you? I'm doing better than I assume you're doing. I'm like, Oh, my God. Like, That's, uh, so, if you are, uh, so we should have J Rob on the show so we can ask him how he's doing and then say, I bet we're doing better than you.
1: I know I'm doing better than he is. Oh, man. How do you think he feels right now? Uh, he's not very happy.
0: I mean, what's it? What's it feel like right now? The feeling like right now at four and five.
1: Well, I mean, forget the four and five part. When you're not doing what you you should be doing, I mean, it's miserable. It's it's torture. You know, you think you're doing what you should be doing, and uh, you know, you think you're making progress, and you think all these different things, and then you look at the record, and then you you know, start analyzing, saying, "Well." What, what exactly is going on here?
0: Is it like a heartbreak feeling? Is it like an anxious feeling? Is it like an empty feeling? Is it, what's the feeling like?
1: No, today? it's not, not unknowing. You just don't, you know, you can't figure it out. I mean, why do you, how do you go into a game after you're not being penalized?
0: So it's like a frustrating you're not
1: f- f- You're not turning the ball over, and you go into a game as important as it was last week and have 11 penalties and three turnovers. Now, how does that, where does that come from? You know, I mean, so you try to figure that out. And the truth is, there's no answer to it. But you look at it long enough and you look at what you're trying to do and you you analyze it and you say, OK, I, I, I think we're doing the right things here. Now, that game certainly isn't, you know, a reflection of that. But, you know, are we, you know, are we throwing the ball? Are we catching the ball? Are we running the ball? Are we doing those things? And you know, if you feel if you feel okay about it, then you, you know, say, hey, we just gotta keep trucking, man. It's that simple.
0: I don't feel okay about it. But who knows going forward what's gonna be what who know I don't know. But today I heard something from the head coach got me a little concerned, Floyd Reese. And one of the words you love in football is identity, correct? right you know that is an offensive identity when the titans were good we knew it was going to be hand the ball off to eddie george and it was going to be physical football and that steve mcnair was going to make plays and the identity of the titans it felt like to me if this counts as an identity was physical and steve mcnair and eddie george were going to make plays that was the identity of the team is that fair to say that was the identity of the offense when you guys were winning a lot of games
1: Well, I I mean, I could see how somebody would call call it that. I mean, that wasn't our identity the way we looked at
0: it. Would you look at your identity as?
1: I mean, we were going to run the ball. We were going to play action pass, and we were going to play really good defense.
0: And that's what you did for a long time. So Mike Vrabel was asked about the offensive identity of the Titans, and this was his answer today.
2: What do you guys as coaches want the identity of the offense to be? Well, we want to be sound we want to be physical we want to be um, obviously effective we want to be able to take advantage of uh, teams mistakes i think sometimes I, I talk to the team as much as i can about being a football team that takes advantage of you know mistakes that they make in the run game and in the pass game if they're you know a gap short that we have to take advantage of it if they're you know voiding a zone in the passing game we have to be smart enough they uncover somebody you know, we have to be good enough and effective enough to take advantage of that. Uh, I, I want to play with an urgency. I think that we have to, you know, play with a sense of urgency and, and dictate the tempo. And you know, we have to continue to try to be more consistent uh, with, with when doing those things because I think there's evidence of a lot of those things. Um, I think a smart football team, a smart offense, um, a fundamentally sound offense, and. And when you aren't some of those, that's when you um, create those longer yardage situations and that get back on track.
0: So that was just one really long, like, addendum of, you know, what do you want your offense to be? Everything that's perfect. Well, that's not really an identity when he's asked what he wants the identity of the offense to look like. It's just all the things that they're not, he's just saying, you know, hey, I'd like to be an efficient team, I'd like to be an effective team, I'd like to be a... That's like the fans that are mad at Arthur Smith. Why are you mad at Arthur Smith? Well, the offense isn't moving the ball up and down the field. That's why they're mad at Arthur Smith. That's what Vrabel's response is. To me, there wasn't an answer there about what he wants the identity of the team to look like offensively. And that's where I'm concerned, is that a defensive coach is being tasked with fixing the offense... And I'm not sure he knows exactly what he thinks the offense should be in terms of what their identity should be.
1: Well, I didn't see. I I read it differently. I mean, I read it as him trying to cover every spot so that somebody doesn't stick up their hand and say, well, why don't, don't you want to be efficient? And then the next guy sticks up his hand and, you know, don't you want to be effective? Don't you want to be physical? Don't you want to be? So he just went down the checklist and hit them all. So, cover my bases. Thank you. Bye. But,
0: but it was just like a rambling string of what everybody would want their offense to be. That's exactly right. Well, that's Get, not what all. this offense needs to be. Well, this I, offense cannot be that. This, this Titans offense has proven, if nothing he else, that it cannot be that. He selling
1: that to the players. He's selling that to you. He's not t- selling that to the players. I mean, that's, uh, you know, there's so many things there. He's covering all the bases. And saying, okay, there it is. You guys pick and choose what you want.
0: But I think the fans would like to know what he views the identity of this team being. What does he think it should be? What does he want it to be? What's he, like? I really think that, that, that that's what Mike Vrabel is supposed to do. Is he's supposed to get that all figured out and then say, you know what we're going to be? Just like you said, a physical football team that is going to run the ball simple as that we knew it when you were gm jeff fisher was coach steve mcnair was quarterback eddie george was running back we knew it was going to be a physical tough team that would run the football and play action pass and that mcnair was going to make plays and that's what the offense was this offense i don't even know what they're trying to be you know it's vrabel on his tv show always talks about running the football as one of the keys to the game and and then he goes out there, and for whatever reason, I know you can give me all the excuses, Derrick Henry gets two carries in the first half. It's let, like, me get, let me
1: give you this, too. This, you know, Floyd just I pulled got, a
0: post-it note out of his yeah, wallet.
1: Simply because I'm so sick and tired of people throwing words around and throw, that have absolutely no basis for what they're talking about. Derrick Henry has carried the ball 164 times, which is fourth in the NFL. One carry behind McCaffrey, who accounts for 50% of their offense.
0: Although he catches it more than Derek does. Yes,
1: he does. One run less than McCaffrey, fourth in the NFL. Well, we need to throw the ball more to the receivers who says the that? receiver, it's, it's one of the complaints. It's like fourth fourth down. How can you go for it on fourth down? Well, then we pull in all these stat gurus and get all this information. The stat gurus say, no, he's right. That's right. That's what he should do. So all of a sudden, that calmed down. So that's for the Derrick Henry. Um, here we go. Number of receptions. At this point in time last year, the receivers had 72 catches. This year, they have a 105 Thirty-three more receptions. The offense that we need to open up this year has 2,100 and some odd yards. Last year it had 1,835, 350 yards more than it had last year. So whatever you want to choose, whatever you want to gripe about, I mean, go ahead and gripe. But you need some facts. You know, we can't gripe about. He is 17 carries away from being the most used running back in the NFL. Get him those 17. 17 carries. The difference is the guy that got the 17 more is leading the NFL in rushing. Right now, he is averaging less than four yards a carry. All the guys above him are averaging five or more. Who is leading so, rushing? Uh, 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 McCaffrey, uh, the Gott Carson, the guy at Seattle, and uh, I can't remember who the other one was. But anyway, I'm I'm just tired of hearing what he needs the ball more. That's all. That's you know what? That's people like us talking, or some writer someplace writes it, and all of a sudden it becomes Grail. You know, holy grail, this is it. Got to get him the ball more. Got to get him the ball more. Need to throw to the receivers. Got to get the ball to the receivers. They're not getting the ball. Fourth down, why did he go for it on fourth down? That was dumb. I would have never done that. Yes. Did
0: you get those right from John Robinson, those those notes right there? Is that, all you have that to do from? is
1: pull up ESPN and look at stats. So it's very simple.
0: So you think the offense is doing a good job. Did I say that? No, but that's what your I'm stats are trying to point out. All the
1: all the gripes that we've heard over the last six months, six weeks, whatever it is, about Derek needs the ball more. Receivers aren't catching the ball. We need to get it to the receivers more. We need to the red zone. We're perfect since we changed quarterbacks. Since we changed quarterbacks, three out of four uh, uh, games were four hundred yards, three hundred yards passing. We haven't been that way in years. So, you know, are we not? Are we four and five? Yes, absolutely. And there's no excuse for that. But there are a lot more uh, complicated reasons than, well, we need to get Derek the ball more.
0: I really don't think that there are a lot more complicated reasons for the four and five than the fact, and I'm I've, I've, the only one I feel like that brings us up all the time. You can't kick, you can't kick. We've talked about that. If your stats prove anything, it's that the, it it highlights the fact that the Titans can't kick. Let's take your phone calls again. Vrabel throws out just a wild statement about what he wants the offense to be. It's a sheer impossibility. And then Floyd throws out there his facts. There you go. And I thought Floyd Those was very are passionate. Facts. I think Floyd was very passionate about his yes. facts, which I appreciate. So. I've got a theory on the facts we'll get to. 615 And does all of this maybe reflect better on Arthur Smith than he gets credit for? six one five We'll get to that coming up next. Jared to the GM, we're live from the wholesaling studio, powered by rumbleon.com. It's ESPN 1025, the game.
2: We gotta play games that that are complementary and and keeping a score close, keeping it, you know, being balanced, uh complementary using a running game to, to give ourselves a chance and play actions, those screens that we hit, uh, and then and then decide when we're going to throw the football down the field. So we just need to get going on it earlier and not get behind the chains like last week.
0: That was Mike Vrabel last night on the Coach's Show talking about complimentary football, complimentary football. So I got a theory. We talked about Brabel's wacky idea of what he wants the identity of the Titans offense to look like, and Floyd passionately Took out his numbers. Yes. And Floyd's numbers essentially relate to this, right? Stop me if I'm if I'm wrong in breaking down your numbers this way. One, Derrick Henry gets the football enough. Two, the Titans throw to the receivers enough. Three, the Titans are a lot better in the red zone since Ryan Tannehill's taken over as quarterback. And uh, that pretty much, I think, sums up your numbers.
1: Well, no. I mean, what actually it was was I went through and I started thinking about... All the things that people get ticked off about, Vrabel or, or Arthur or whomever. And, you're, and people are always talking about the fourth down plays, which we talked about last week. I still okay. think
0: they're dumb. but They're
1: all talking. They will always talk about Derek not getting the ball enough. You know, they always talk about, well, the receive, we need to get the ball more to, to Davis or to the receivers. He's not throwing the ball downfield. Uh, you know, I mean, so I just went through and started looking some of those things up and found out that, by golly.
0: That they are doing those things. Yes. I mean, even when Tannehill's taking over as quarterback, he's been throwing the ball. Like, I don't think anyone would doubt it. He's got two 300 passing yard games. Yep. Like, Tannehill is throwing. I, I like, and you know, I talked about this yesterday, I, I think Ryan Tannehill's done a great job. And Kayla Anderson from News 2 said she agrees with me. And I don't disagree. So all the criticism comes on on Arthur Smith. And I'm wondering if all of Floyd's numbers are right, should Arthur Smith get the criticism that Arthur Smith is getting right now? And my biggest argument, again, and I have stayed out of the making opinions on Arthur Smith so far. Fair?
1: Uh, I, I guess.
0: I mean, I've I let the callers know. complain and I've let you defend. I have stayed out of it. Even if oh, i oh, not oh. completely stayed out of Arthur Pretty Smith. Pretty fair, yep. I can't make a judgment on Arthur Smith for a couple of reasons. Number one, Floyd's numbers are pretty compelling. If Derrick Henry's getting the ball the fourth most in the NFL, it's hard to con- continuously complain that he's not getting the ball enough. Number two, Tannehill's come in and look great. And number three, the team can't kick. I am obsessed with this. I think everybody around town is going to start saying, oh, Jared Stillman, he's going crazy about the kicking game again. But the team can't can't kick and if the team could kick the titans would be a lot better than four and five and even though i don't give rabel a pass for a lot and he drives me nuts and i you know at times i i just go bananas thinking about this coach but i still like the guy but the team can't kick and before i get to anything in the offense the titans are 26th in points They've missed half their field goals. They are 7 for 15. They have never missed this many kicks in a season since they've been the Titans. And they're almost half they're just a little bit over halfway through. Think about that. They have missed more kicks than they have made. They they are 7 for 15. They have missed more kicks than they have made. So let's just say they make half of those kicks. So they make four more kicks. You're talking about 12 points. Those are 12 serious points when every game you play is a one possession game. So to me, before I get into blaming Arthur Smith or before I get into yelling and screaming about how bad the offense is, and I agree the offense has got to get better, especially if they're going to want to win this Sunday against Kansas City, but can we not at least give in to the fact that the biggest problem surrounding the offense is that if they don't score a touchdown, there's a 50-50 chance they're not going to score at all. And that is a problem for a defensive team when you can't make field goals, and it changes field position because if you're missing field goals from the forty-yard line or the thirty-eight-yard line, you're giving the other team good field position. Uh, it changes the it, it changes the entire outlook of an offensive drive. You drive down the field, you have a good drive, you take time off the clock, you kick the field goal, you get three points. The momentum goes your way. It. It just kills everything when you can't kick. And so before I get into just going bananas about Arthur Smith, can we not just say to ourselves the biggest problem surrounding the Titans before you get into anything is the kicking game. Because if they could kick, in my head, the only game they would have lost if they could kick for sure would have lost is Jacksonville. That is the only game that you look at and say, yep, they would have lost that no matter what happened because and Denver because they couldn't kick. So two games they would have for sure lost because they can't kick. Everything else is a legitimate question because again they can't kick.
1: Yeah, I mean it's you know we you lose your kicker right off the bat. I mean when's the last time we've had this is uh, this is what the third kicker and in, in nine weeks. I mean when's the last time the Titans have gone through that.
0: Uh, Two thousand four, but I know what you mean. Yeah,
1: it's been a while. It's been, you know, what is that? Twelve years? You know, we'll we'll take that every twelve years. It's a lot more than twelve years. But I mean, whatever it is. What? But the uh, the point being that that you know you start changing kickers and you have no idea what's
0: going to happen. I mean, I'm at the point where I'm ready. This is me. I'm at the point where I'm ready to sign Parky back have two kickers on the roster, and keep two kickers active on Sunday. I know, I know you think that that's crazy, but they got too many guys that don't play that don't matter, The you know, the extra DBs and stuff like that, that you might need to tell somebody suck it up. Because I am ready to take on two kickers. I am. Because kicking is the single biggest problem with the Titans. And because there's really nothing more you can say about it other than they need to make kicks, it doesn't get discussed as much as, how much people don't like Taylor Lewan right now or Arthur Smith or those kind of things. But kicking is the biggest problem. I don't even know where you are in points if you make your kicks. You know, you're 26th in points. Are you 18th in points if you make your kicks? Are you 7-2 and two if you make your kicks? I don't know, but I just feel like before everyone wants to cry in about everything else, Floyd's numbers do paint an accurate picture that the Titans are more effective offensively this year than they were last year. And that goes back again to the fact that the Titans... Wait for it.
1: Well, the thing can't. Kick. The thing that I the the point I was just trying to make is that you know a bunch of the gripes that we've had that we that have been perpetuated you know through the media, through us, through whomever are in fact false, and and yet it's you know I say it and somebody hears it and so they say it. And then 10 guys say it and, you know, pretty soon that's where you are. And I'm just and and it's easy because it gives, you know, all the people in our business a chance to gripe about something. And and they, you know, a lot of guys like to do that anyway. So and I'm saying there's not I mean, we all know there are issues, but I'm not sure you can continue to blame those issues.
0: Well, I think we'll big, need
1: to come up with some new. Ones.
0: I, I went right. I just told you the biggest issue. They can't kick. That's the biggest issue. This team cannot make a field goal. That's the issue. Let's go to your phones. 615-737-1025. Carl is up next on the Titans. Go ahead, Carl. Yeah, man. Look. First off, I'm going to pray that Mahomes
3: doesn't play this weekend, but first off, I got to agree with you about the kicking game. They've at least cost us the Indian, the Buffalo game, and Pretty, they could, and they had a lot to do with the game this past weekend. But look, the Chiefs' run defense is like 25th, 26th, or something in the league. Derrick Henry needs to get 35 carries this weekend. I mean, if we got to win or lose the game by Derrick Henry, plain and simple, okay? I mean, because the only way you're going to beat Mahomes is you got to keep him off the field, okay? It's like the old days with Brady. The only way you can beat him is keep him off the field. So they got to feed Derrick Henry plenty of touches because the man is healthy, man. He's begging for the football.
0: But, Carl, to Floyd's point, they're the fourth best. They give it, He's the fourth most used running back in the league. It don't matter. I mean...
3: We might not even re-sign him this this off season. I mean, goddamn.
0: No, no. See, see, <laughs> see that doesn't matter. the the fact that whether or not they sign him next season that doesn't matter. What matters is you want him to give him the ball more. And Floyd's telling you they give him the ball the fourth most in the league. That's what matters. They're gonna give him the ball. Yeah,
1: they'll give. I, I'm gonna tell you what. Now, I'm I'm confident after seeing those numbers. I mean, if he can gain yards, he will get the ball. I mean, I'm convinced of that.
0: Are you convinced that if the Titans come out for a 43-yard field goal, that they will make the field goal?
1: Well, no. That's the problem! Well, that's not the
0: problem. I mean, kicking is definitely (laughs) the problem.
1: Well, yeah, it's certainly an issue. Yeah, but any time your kicker gets hurt, you know you're going through this. You know you're going through the carousel. Not when you were GM. And that's, I mean, we went through it until we got to Anderson. I mean, we we Anderson was like signed the
0: day after Nanny got hurt.
1: Yeah. Well, well, we decided there's one or two weeks you can go through what they're going through now. Or you can go get somebody you know that can make them that is not strong-legged guy everybody gets soaked just like quarterbacks everybody wants to get caught up in the arm how strong is his arm how strong how you know how how what about his his leg you know what's the longest he can kick what I don't care what the longest is just tell me where he's going to be on the field and not miss and we knew with anderson we could go to 42 or 43 and he would not miss and he didn't So if we lined up to kick a 46-yarder, we knew that was nip and tuck. I mean, but the coach, that helps the coach. The coach goes out there, is it worth the decision? Is it worth 50-50? And you make the decision based on that.
0: And it makes it easier. I mean, like, if you're going to go out there and you're going to go for it on a fourth and three because it would have been a 48-yard kick for Anderson, I mean, you you, you as a fan say, okay, you know, I mean – why and, not because uh, Andersons probably not going to hit from there and
1: and the hard part is when you we you know we get these guys and we bring in these these guys that are on the street they're young and strong legged and we say okay this guy can kick off through the end zone okay can he make a 40 yard field goal you know and and i think that's where people make the mistake with these guys
0: although in fairness to to doinker cody parky he did make his kicks when he was the kicker he missed an extra point. But which could have which could have cost you the he game against the Chargers. Um but he did make his kicks for the most part, which is probably the the hardest part. Six one five, seven three seven, one oh two five, six one five, seven three seven, one oh two five. Am I wrong for saying kicking is the biggest problem of the Titans? Plus what Mike Vrabel says about Derrick Henry as a leader and your phones. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN1025. Hey, let me tell you that uh, ESPN1025, the game, is sending one lucky listener and a guest to Dallas with the Winter Classic Celebration Flyaway. Listen for your chance to qualify this week at 7, 11, and 3 p.m. A winner by 7 a.m., 11 a.m., and 3 p.m. A winner will be announced on the Friday, November 15th edition of Jared and the GM at 5.30 your grand prize includes a round trip airfare, hotel accommodations, a pair of tickets to see Leonard Skinner at the American Airlines Center on New Year's Eve, a pair of tickets to the winter classic as the Preds take on the stars at the Cotton Bowl on Wednesday, January 1st. Prizes courtesy of Outback Presents. For more details, visit thegamenashville.com. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025, the game.
2: What's Derek like as, as a leader? Mm. I think that Derek, you know, by, by being, I would say good, very good. You know, And I think that um, I try to get him to, to understand that, that by his, um, the way he practices, the way he finishes, um, the way he conditions in the offseason, the amount of time that he spends, how he performs uh, in conditioning and in the weight room, you know, the, the toughness in which he plays with, I think that that's how he leads. And um, we all have different abilities. And I know that when he does those things on the field or you watch them in the offseason uh, do those things it certainly uh, would inspire me uh, if I was a player
0: that was Mike Vrabel on Derrick Henry as a leader by the way I did not see this on the tv broadcast I don't think a lot of people saw this on the tv broadcast but apparently Mike Keith and Dave McGinnis picked up on it during the broadcast uh the Titans broadcast apparently at one point in the game Derrick Henry was given the football got like a seven yard gain or something. They brought Dion Lewis onto the field, and Derek Henry waved Dion off. What do you think of that
1: i don't know. Uh, that's, i, say it. I, no, I, I don't.
0: I'll say this if that is the case is what happened. I appreciate that because I don't think much of Dion now if rabels and Arthur Smith's trying to call a play and they want Dion out there, and Derek's saying no i 'm staying on the field it's probably something arthur Smith's going to have to deal with, and Mike Rabel's going to have to deal with. But at the same time, I don't like seeing Deion Lewis out there, so I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know,
1: I, I find it you hard. You want
0: to see that before you... Yeah,
1: I mean, Derek is, as we all know, he's he understands football as well as anybody.
0: I'm just saying what I was told. Yeah, was that um, Mike Heath and Dave McGinnis noticed it and they talked about it or something. I, to the phones we go. D- uh, Gary, on Derrick Henry's usage. Go ahead, Gary.
4: Yeah, I, I just heard you talking about Derrick uh, Henry's youth. And I think Arthur Smith could help himself out out a little if uh, if they threw the ball more on first down with Tannehill under the center uh, and switched the equation around instead of running the setup to set up the throw throw the setup to set up the run. I think if you look back uh, this year, they they've been pretty good on first down when they throw the ball uh, from with, with the quarterback under center. I hang up and
0: take your, your response, Floyd Reese.
1: Uh, I, yeah. I mean, we could do that, but if it's incomplete, now you're second and 10, and Henry's going out of the game.
0: I mean, the option to give Derek or the ball more sacked. is to throw it more. That's, that's not how that sacked. works. Yeah,
1: now it's second and 15, Derek's going out of the game. I mean, you're if, if the objective is, you know, to get Derek more runs, that's probably not the way to do it. But, uh, um, you know, could it help? help the offense maybe you're good maybe now no.
0: ian i need your help with this because my buddy brings up a really good point floyd's argument that derrick is getting the ball enough is what the what like your argument that derrick henry is getting the ball enough is that he
1: is getting it the fourth most in the nfl okay. really really third most one off the third most
0: okay well that's not really the third most that's really the fourth most but yeah, my but buddy my buddy has like actually done some research on this. I think he's pretty mad at you right now. He says Derek's numbers are skewed because he hasn't had a buy. Derek Henry is ninth in average attempts per game.
1: Um, well I mean I am just looking at numbers. Well, I don't I don't know. That's
0: what he's looking at. Ninth, in my opinion, is probably not good enough. Fourth oh, fourth up. is probably shut good up. enough. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. I'm just saying. you
1: just shut up. I'm you just saying.
0: <laughs> Derrick Henry at ninth is probably not good enough. Well, total okay. rush attempts, we have what? Dalvin Cook, 177. Yeah. Chris Carson, 175. But, but that, those guys Cornette, have had 174. McCaffrey, 165. Right. Henry, 164. Right. Henry's played one extra game. I see what you're saying. Per game. Yes. And if you look at rushing attempts per game in the league, the Titans are 18th. At twenty-seven, at 25.7. The Niners lead the league at 37.9. Baltimore well, 37.4. Henry
1: four. must not be getting enough carries. I mean, not Henry, but Lewis must not be getting enough carries. No, let's not do that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the way we're going to get that back up there. By the,
0: way, <laughs> by the way, do we count Baltimore at 37.4 carries per game? No. Baltimore doesn't count. Now, San Francisco 37.9. They are running the ball. But Baltimore, I mean, that's all they do is run with the quarterback, run with the running back. So
1: And San Francisco's got the two you know, the two running backs. Breida?
0: Both. Breida and Coleman?
1: Can, you know, they both can lead the league.
0: Breida is a baller. Let's go to Evan, who's up next on the Titans offense. What's up, Evan? Hey,
5: guys. I think you guys are making an excellent point as to why stats are for nerds. Uh, I mean, Derrick Henry has one left rushing attempt than Christian McCaffrey, but McCaffrey has like 240 more yards than Derrick does. And to the point about Tannehill's 300-yard games, that's fine and dandy. You know, that's more than we're going to get out of Marcus. But how much of that is because of where the game state is and he's needing to throw and getting kind of those, not garbage time yards, but definitely the situation lends to him getting more passing yards. Granted, Marcus is in a lot of those situations and couldn't get those yards, so... You know, maybe that's a push, but about the kicking game, you hit the nail on the head so well because so many people like the kicking game is a problem is such a basic take. But if you look at how that affects every single aspect of the game, and for this team particularly, I think the most important thing missing a kick does is it takes rest away from your defense. Think about it: you make the kick, you got a media timeout before the kickoff, and you got the kickoff, and you got another media timeout. You miss that kick, you get one media timeout, and you're missing. Four or five minutes of rest for a defense that this team really needs to hang its hat on. So I think kicking is a problem, and the offensive line is a problem because they got to let the big dog eat these full meals and not these little dogs. So tags.
0: let me say, I agree with you. The offensive line, thank you for the point, for the take. The offensive line is certainly a problem. Like we, we brought up Nate Davis. We've talked about Nate Davis. We've talked about a rookie right guard. I mean, but, but I can't get over a kicker. Like if you make your kicks, do we think this offensive line is really that bad? If you make your kicks, and I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about the fans. Like, do the fans hate Arthur Smith and Mike Vrabel as much as they do right now if they make their kicks? That's
1: like this week's kick, you know, makes it 3-3. Does that change the outcome of the game by three points? I mean, that's the obvious. Well,
0: I think think the first one suck-up miss makes it 3-0-you.
1: Yeah, but I mean they come right down, and kick it, so it's three three after right.
0: But they, but you, they would have to, you'd get to kick off. They'd get it. They'd get it shorter. You'd get momentum. I mean, you're up three nothing. I, like,
1: well, yeah, but my point is, what the first series of the game to kick a field goal. Now you'd much rather make the field goal. Don't get me wrong, but whether you make it or you don't make it, it's probably not going to have a dramatic outcome on the end of the game.
0: I disagree. You're driving as down-
1: if you kick the last field goal. To either win it or lose it. Now that has a dramatic effect.
0: I think those field goals along the way do matter. Those three points you get in the first half, I think, do matter. I could be wrong. Three points always matters. Like I got, and that's the why I prefer, I prefer to is, take my points than kick. Well, well, I mean, yeah, then go for it. The
1: point, what was <laughs> the final score of the game? Well, they lost by 11. Well, three's not anything then.
0: Three yes, it is. Matter. Because then at the oh. end, when Suckup missed that kick, you're down by eight. So instead of having to stop and kick the field goal to get yourself down by eight, when you then have to recover an onside kick, you are now down by eight. You're going for the tie. Changed it by an entire possession.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: How am I wrong about that? Uh,
1: I didn't say you were wrong. I just said you, okay. You laughed.
0: You laughed as if it were wrong because... I said it.
1: Well, that's generally speaking the theme.
0: Okay. <laughs> but, so the Titans. But
1: no, I didn't
0: say that. Suckup went to kick. <laughs> Suckup's missed kick. Hey, I the know, last I, missed kick I was know, with like exactly. a minute and a half left. Okay. If you're down by eight instead of down by by eleven, you're not kicking right there.
1: I'm not. You're talking, going to tie the game. I'm not talking about the last kick. I talked about the first kick.
0: Right, I'm saying if you which get the first kick. you're
1: talking about.
0: Right, if you make the first kick, then you're down by eight instead of being down by 11 at the end of the game. So instead of bringing Suckup out to try well, yeah, that field goal, he missed. But if we would have
1: made the one that he, as we were moving down, you would have been down
0: by seven. Eight. What was the final? I think you were down, oh no, yeah, it was ten. It, it was, it you was got seven, yeah. He would
1: kick the field goal, so he'd go down an onside kick and
0: get the ball back and hopefully go score a touchdown tie the game. Right. My point, though, is if you make the first kick, you don't have to make that kick, and you're trying to tie the game on that drive.
1: Well, yeah, but the drive failed.
0: It only failed because you kicked it. Well, yeah, but
1: <laughs> if, you, if you're if you going for I don't even know. I don't have my book here. What was the it. down a distance?
0: I think it was a third it. down that they ran the, the the kicking team out there. Remember, because Trent Green... On the broadcast, yeah.
1: Well, what's, was, what uh, what's the distance? I mean, you know, you you've got to you're going to have to score a touchdown and go for two.
0: I don't know. I think you would have had to score a touchdown because you got the two with the Tannehill run in. So what you would have been, what you would have done is you would have at that point been down by seven, and you would have had you at that point would not have even been thinking about a field. And goal, where is it? Goal. He
1: got sacked just before this all came. I mean, this is.
0: If so the missed field in. goal for Tannehill, uh, the missed field goal for Tannehill was a fourth and three at the Carolina twenty-six. So now you're going for it on fourth. What, what and was it? Well,
1: yeah. What was the third down play?
0: Spike with 105. Oh no time. Yeah. So if the Titans were on the move, down by seven, you got a second and ten at the Carolina thirty-three. Tannehill complete to Johnu for seven. Tannehill spike suck up misses the forty-four yard kick. Now, everything changes because if you're down by 7 instead of down by 10, it's probably not easy just to throw it to who for 7 right over the middle. I mean, all of that changes, and I'm not denying that that's the case. I'm just saying that I still think kicking is the biggest problem with this team. Before we get to anything else... Kicking is number one, and it's just not sexy to talk about. Chris Sanders, former Titan, will join us next. What does he think about this team and the state they're in at four and five? It's Jared and the GM right here on ESPN 1025, the game authentically American. That's right. Check out Forbes. Did you know that less than 3% of apparel worn and made uh, or worn in this country is made in this country? Well, authentically American is the next iconic brand that is truly American made, and they are out to change that. And you can start right now at authenticallyamerican.us. You can get again the sweatshirts like we have, the hats, the polos, the jackets, the sweats, whatever they got it. That's why I love, I love it. Scrubs, they got it. Authentically American.us is where you need to go. Use my name, Jared. For 20% off at Authentically American. That's Jared, J A R E D, for 20% off at Authentically American.us. Again, the revolution is coming and people are going to be wearing made in the USA because it's of higher quality. That's why I wear authentically American and you should too. Authentically American online at authenticallyamerican.us. Promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, for 20% off. Chris Sanders next, Jared in the GM. It's ESPN 1025, the game. Chair of the GM, Titans 4-5 and 5, Kansas City in town on a Sunday pregame show. Starts at 9.30 live from the George Jones. It'll be yours truly, King Handsome, along with the GM and, of course, Chris Sanders, former Titans receiver who joins us. Now here on the program, Chris, how yes, worried are you about <laughs> oh, the Titans God. at 4-5? and five? Let's get right to it. Um, just,
4: just just a little bit, but there's still a lot of football to play. I just think if they just work on the little things, and some of the little things that I'm going to talk about is if they just start fast. I mean, if you look at the games that they lost, Broncos, Jags, and Bills, all the reason was was penalties, and they started slow. So I just think that as as an individual, if I was on that team, I would just look and say, what can I do as a player to get better? And I think all these guys need to look at in the, the mirror and say, you know what, what can I do as an individual to get better and collectively come together and try to win a lot of ball games Because they still have a chance.
0: How does a team turn it around and make a run like they're going to have to make at the back end of the season? I mean, it's
4: all about an attitude. I mean, it it, 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 goes by, it starts in practice. You've got to have, have an attitude running around. So an attitude blocking a three technique, the five technique. have an attitude catching interceptions. That's where it starts. It starts in practice. We can talk about it all day long, and we can talk about it on Instagram, and we can talk about it on Facebook. But those guys just have an, have an attitude that we have to play better. Uh, we can talk. We, we, it's enough talking about it. Just go out there and do our job individually. Now, individual collectively and the individuals you make the place they're capable of making
1: chris I'm, I'm sure you heard eddie george and some yeah. of the things he said yeah. about uh, how how uh how do you view things like that well leadership well yeah you talk about hey, what that, taylor, he said about
0: taylor Lewan across yeah. the street yeah
4: yeah, you know what, and and, and, and I'm going to say this in a respectful way, I respect Lewan as a player, and I don't know him off the field, and you know, what he does as as a husband or a man, but I'm just going to talk about the player. You know, when you talk about leadership, leadership makes everybody around you better. You know, when I, when I played with Eddie George, Eddie George wasn't a rah-rah guy. You only seen him a couple of times. I would follow Eddie. I would follow Lorenzo Neal. I would I follow Joe Bowden. I would follow, uh, you know, uh, Marcus Robertson. Because the way those guys work and the way they practice, the way they responded, the way they they looked at film, the way they carried themselves, that's leadership. I don't want to hear a guy talk about, well, I'm going to do this and talk about busting with the boys. I understand. I respect that. I don't want to hear that nonsense. I want to hear if you're going to block the three technique, the five technique, whatever technique you have to block, I want you to dominate your man. That's leadership. I mean, you know, I watched Eddie George. I watched Eddie George when he came in in 1996. I watched him at the Ohio State University. This dude, after practice, we would do two-a-days. This dude is lifting weights. This dude is doing an extra workout. That's the kind of cat that I'm going to follow. I'm not going to follow a cat that's going to say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to just get better and, and get energy. I'm just not going to do that.
1: The, um, I always felt like... Being a player, and and not necessarily now, he's an all pro player, and that's yeah, no doubt, that's no great. There's no problem with that. No but it's not necessarily being by being a player. You're not talking about you got to be a pro bowler; it doesn't count. Right, right. You got to be something that just goes out there and does what they're yeah. supposed to do. Right?
4: Yeah, no doubt. Guess who? Guess who? I, I will follow. Remember Ronnie Thomas?
1: Oh yeah.
4: Oh, did Ronnie Thomas work? Yeah. He and, and here's the, the crazy part about it is. Is he played? He played a little bit of running back when Eddie came in, but he's he played special teams. That's all he basically did. He'll come out when he was uh, tired. But the one thing that he would do is he would stick his face in 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 the pile when it's on kickoff, on kickoff return, whatever you ask him to do. I'm going to follow a guy like that as opposed to a guy just talking about doing it instead of being about it.
0: Chris Sanders with us. I, I do wonder what is the biggest problem facing the Titans. Is it, a, is it the personnel's not good enough? Is it the coaching's not good enough? Is there the leadership not good enough? Or is it, as I've said, I think the biggest problem is the fact that they can't kick a field goal. What do you think the biggest problem with this team is?
4: I think it's execution in all phases of the game. I mean, you, you hit it right on the head. Look at special teams. You miss three field goals uh, this week and the weeks before you miss four field goals. And then you look on offense, you have eight guys doing the right thing and you have two guys doing the wrong thing. So it's not a talent-wise. Look at the receivers around the league. I think we have some of the best receivers in the league. Look at our offensive line. We're okay at offensive line. Look at our tight end position. I think we're one of the best in the tight end. I mean, look at our secondary. I think our secondary is one of the best in the league. But what's the problem? It all boils down to guys executing. If I can't execute if I'm in cover two, if I can't execute if I'm in cover three, if I don't execute, we're running around and not catching the ball. Then I'm not going to be successful. But if everybody comes together collectively and does their job, now you can be successful.
1: When you look at this Kansas City team, mm. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me what you see when you look at these receivers and I the quarterback.
4: See, I see everybody in their mama that is fast. Everybody on their team is fast. The mascot is fast. I mean, the, I mean, seriously, there's so much. Look at Tyreek Hill. I mean, you got walkers. You got guys that are explosive. And then take those guys away. Look at Kelsey. Kelsey's an explosive tight end that actually can play wide receiver. You know, and 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 I, and I think, man, that you know we're gonna have we're gonna have a time on our hands. But we gotta have the attitude. Of when we played them in the playoff games, that that everybody was talking about, you know all the talent they had and you know what they can do and the speed they had on the outside, but they came and they hit Kansas City in the mouth. They hit them so hard that they knocked Kelsey out. They got to approach this game the exact same way. So, you know what? I understand you got Tyreek Hill. I understand you got Watkins. I understand you got Kelsey. I understand if Mahomes is playing. I understand you got them guys. But guess what? You got to beat me today. I don't care what you did in the past. You got to beat me today and that's the kind of attitude that these these Tennessee Titans got to have.
0: Chris, what do you make of the fact that when the Titans play the Patriots, the Cowboys, the Packers, those kind yeah. of teams, they go out there and they put in incredible performances. Kansas City this week, it right. feels like they're going to need one of those kind of performances like Philadelphia last yeah. year. Why have they been able to do that and why have they really struggled against good teams this year? They have not beaten yeah. a good team. What do we make of that fact and what's going to have to happen Sunday? It, it, it,
4: it, all goes back with, you know, I said a little bit before, his attitude. I mean, the, the, I mean, look at when they played the Falcons this year. Everybody was talking about the receivers that they had on the perimeter. But look at the, the mindset that Butler and Logan and those guys had. They said, you know what, let me go one-on-one against Julio Jones. Let me go, you know, on let me Let me be the guy to cover that guy. So they got to approach this the same way uh, when they're going against the Kansas City Chiefs. Say, yeah, I understand that you got some talent, but we got some talent, too. You're coming into our house, and you're talking all this mess, and every, the, the, everybody's already crowned you the go to the Super Bowl, hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta come in this house and take a woman and that's how they gotta approach it. Man, I wish I was playing this game.
5: <laughs> no, I'm
4: serious because you know what Floyd, these are the games that you want. Yeah they yeah, yeah everybody's talking bad about me. Yeah they said I can't win no games. But guess what? Let me prove to you that I'm still a dog in this hunt. And that's the kind of attitude that these cats gotta have.
1: What from a schematic standpoint, yeah. what's one or two things they gotta do to slow this offense down?
4: man they can't go cover they can't cover won't go man to man that's one thing they can't do i just think that they got to make the Kansas City Chiefs earn those points you can't give up explosive play one play for 75 yards you can't do that i think schematically you know they just got to make sure they keep those guys in front of them and make sure they tackle and then then on uh, on offense i think we got to have a 10 or 12 play drive and make sure we keep Mahomes and those guys. If Mahomes is playing, to keep those guys on the sidelines. Convert third downs and make sure that you have those long drives so those guys, so those guys can come on the field and make plays.
0: Last thing for you, against yes, this sir. Kansas City Chiefs team, how big is the loss of Malcolm Butler going to be with LaShawn Sims taking his spot?
4: Okay, okay. You, you got uh, Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> you got Tyreek Hill. Hill. Hardeman. Them, them jokers can run. I mean – I think it's. Who, I think they picked up what they signed Ty, Ty Sims. What's his name again? Uh,
0: Ty Smith.
4: Ty, Ty Smith. Yeah. He <laughs> he better get ready because it's going to be a track meet. I mean, they they're going to have to just keep everything in front of them and and make sure that when these guys make when these guys catch the pass, they have to tackle. I know that's kind of uh, you know a uh, coach's cliche, but if they can just tackle and keep those guys in front of them and make the uh, Kansas City earn those points. I think we'd be successful.
0: Chris Sanders, former Titan receiver. Chris, we will see you Sunday. See you Sunday. Sure. George Jones.
1: Y'all
4: take care, guys. Take, take care. Okay. okay, bye-bye.
0: You know what I should ask Chris? I can't believe I forgot. Ask him how awful, how awful the pregame experience must have been for you guys on Sunday with me not being there, with me being in California.
1: Do we tell you what a sheer delight we had, or how much fun it was, That's, and how much knowledge well, I, we spread I know you're throughout? Lying. I mean, it was was spectacular.
0: I I know you're lying, but I know Chris (laughs) would tell me the truth. (laughs) Chris would tell me the truth about how tough. Oh, my goodness gracious. But I would say uh, as far as the Titans, for this game Sunday, it's like I don't even want to get to the Chiefs. And we've always talked about this, that some teams are, you know, four-day teams where we can talk about that team for four days. Dallas when they play them, New England when they play them. We can literally talk about the Patriots for the entire week, and it doesn't get boring. Kansas City is definitely a four-day team. In fact, they're probably, I mean, they're definitely a three-day team, which is where we are now. They're honestly probably a four-day team. They are that good. And whether or not their quarterback plays, I think, is a story. Like, that is... If Mahomes doesn't play, I don't mean it's not like Matt Moore's not putting up 48 points a game too, but I think it is still a legitimate issue as to whether or not the quarterback plays. But
1: he's practicing he's, today.
0: He's gonna play. I mean, there's no in my in my mind there is no doubt about it because if he wasn't gonna play, they would have shut that down Monday morning. Said, nah, it's not responding like we'd like, and he he's playing. He is playing on Sunday. Which is a whole other dynamic, and we will get into the Chiefs today because, the, honestly, the Chiefs are that good. 615-737-1025 is the phone number, 615-737-1025. I tried. I tried to tell Floyd Penn State was going to be in the four last night. Trevor tried. Trevor tried. Hey,
1: as long as Clemson's not there, I'm good.
0: Trevor Penn tried fine. to tell Floyd that, that Penn State was going to get in there. I like, Floyd. <laughs> Penn State not getting it. Penn State is in the four. But to me, the single most laughable thing of the entire night, and why it doesn't even make sense. We'll get to that next. Jared and the GM, CSPN1025, The Game.